Hey, Peppin. Yo, yo. You gonna say excuse me there, bud? Why? Because that's extremely rude to just, like, burp like that at the table. What do you, what do you mean it's extremely rude? You're being a rude boy. How so? I mean, it's just... I mean, I didn't grow up like that. I mean... Don't you know anything about table manners? Well, a, a little bit. Hold on. I got one more. Nate, you're... Nate. Oh, sorry, that does a little much. I have to agree. We need to talk. Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, burping aficionado, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin? Doing, doing very well. I, I put two doings in there because I am doing, doing very well. Oh, well, that's good to know. We're also joined by a special guest, my brother, Brian. How's it going, Brian? Hi, thank you for having me back. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad that we could get you on, Mr. Manners himself. <laughs> Mr. Manners, that's me. So... I want to talk today about uh, table manners and, you know, different different things that may or may not be rude at the table or would be considered that in certain company. And I kind of want to dive into whether, um, you know, table manners are really applicable anymore, given the, the state of, of the world as it currently stands. And we'll see where that goes. Maybe we'll talk about manners in general and other things. Mm-hmm. But to start off, is there... I just want to I want to dive right into one that I've heard a lot of people talking about recently that I think is um, a, a, an important thing to talk about elbows on the table. Oh yeah, that's the thing. I, I completely forgot about that. You, you're not supposed to put your elbows on the table while you're eating. I am an offender of that. I do that. Why? I mean, and I think I know it's like a high class kind of thing, or it came from like high class families. I'm, I'm still not sure like why. I, I'm not sure either. Um, maybe it's about taking up too much room, um, especially when you're at a, a busy table and there's a lot of food and people, people trying to, to do their own thing and you're hogging all this place, all this space. It's kind of the, um, the man spreading of tables. <laughs> uh, so elbows on the table, man spreading of tables. Yes. Remember when I brought up man spreading and you're like, that's not a real thing. No, we talked about that at length, actually. We did, but it was like, no, the, no. But No, you brought it up. Okay, we're going to rehash this for a second now. You brought it up and you said, well, you can't judge any man who's manspreading because maybe he had dick surgery. That was your response to manspreading. And I said, I think that's the 0.001% and that most people who are manspreading are being dicks. And you said, well, that 0.001% deserves respect, so we need to respect everybody the same. I did not say dick surgery. I said maybe it hurt when their balls were crushed between their legs. So, so imagine there's a girl. She had, like, you know, triple Ds, and she couldn't, like, you know, she had to keep her elbows out to her sides, like, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. too much on the train. Or, you know, she took up a little too much space there. And once again, we're back to the point being, I'm not saying you have to have your fucking legs closed and on top of each other or crossed. I'm saying you can keep them at a reasonable distance. You don't have to literally gape your legs completely wide open like you're fucking trying to be the Grand Canyon. Just be mindful of that. That's what I was getting at was just mm-hmm. be mindful. Well, I'm going to go off this thing called boob spreading then. All Cause, right. Cause boob nope. spreading I is, fucking love boob spreading. Boob spreading is great, especially when you put some butter on there. And, boob and spreading, ass spreading. Let's get it done. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love that. So elbows on the table. I, I think it's a space issue. That's what I think. Now, according to, to you know common etiquette, you can put your elbows on the table in between courses when you're in conversation to show interest. Um, you know, if you if you're propping up your uh, your head with your hand to be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I definitely understand that. You can have your elbows on the table in that situation, and that's completely polite. If not, you know, the other side where it that's almost expected to show that you're interested. I think that makes sense. And first of all, I can't really imagine having my arms on the table too much, like if I'm in conversation or like at the dinner, because this is kind of awkward to do that. But I guess that makes sense. Uh, what are your thoughts, Brian? Well, for me, I have my arms on the table a lot because I'm a fidgeter because I have constant anxiety. So it's like, it's just, that's what that is for me is I get to touch my hands and shit just because I have anxiety. Can we collectively agree as, as a, a society at this point in, in our history that the only rule when it comes to etiquette should be to be mindful of other people? And be respectful to other people. So For sure. if putting your elbows on the table is going to cause other people distress because they don't have room anymore, That's when you stop. don't put your elbows on the table. If there's plenty of room, fucking go wild with your elbows. Go fucking wacky waving inflatable waving arm man. God damn. Uh I I think having that I still like the rule in general, but you have to apply some level of reason to it because otherwise like anything comes becomes like taboo or kind of like you can't do that. Like, uh, I'm t- trying to think exactly. I, I mean, w- one thing I agree with that is like fish. Fish is terrible. Like, if you ever make fish, like at like say your work or somewhere, like it smells up the entire place. If you, I guess if you do it right, it won't smell up the entire place. But it's rude to do that. That's kind of like not a very good manners type thing. So you're talking break room etiquette. Don't cook your stinky food in the communal microwave during lunch when everybody has to be in there for 30 minutes yeah yeah so that that's one thing but i'm trying to think of an example where it, it's like it goes a little bit too far because it's like uh uh here's one so there's like biting nails some people bite nails mm-hmm. and you, you could say biting nails is gross you know there's mm-hmm. maybe no argument against that but some people like they'll start freaking out if you're biting your nails mm-hmm. and so you respect that person's uh I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, tick. Tick to not bite your nails in front of them because maybe if, maybe if it's in their own home, like say I'm over at your house and you don't like biting nails, I can get that because you might be worried my nails will get onto your carpet and mm-hmm. that's kind of gross, and which I would agree. But at the same time, if it's in my house or if it's somewhere just in public, it's, it's not like that big of a thing. There's a there's a level of civility that we need to have as a, as a society where just because somebody doesn't like something doesn't mean you can't do it or you shouldn't do it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it or you can't do it i think it would just mean that you should keep it in mind and you shouldn't do it just to piss them off but you shouldn't necessarily completely change your habits just because somebody else disagrees with that specific thing unless you're in their home and then you follow their rules because that's their home that's their kingdom Mm. Um, but if you're in a shared space, you both have the same right. And now if there's a situation where you're doing something, now if there's a situation where you're doing something that they deem gross and they've made it very clear that they deem that gross and there's no way for them to avert their eyes, maybe like fucking hold off if, if it's not something that you have to do. If it's just compulsory, like biting your nails, then your mouth open. 
That's fine. Then, yeah, exactly. Then, like, maybe just keep that in mind and, like, try not to do it. Now, if you fuck up and, like, accidentally, like, it's compulsive and you just do it, that's not a big deal. Like, but you should try and be mindful of other people. Mm. What was that one that you had? Uh, hearing people chew or something? Hearing people chew is really gross, and that is table etiquette 101. Like, you, sh- you do not chew with your mouth open. Okay, but... Uh, I think we had a podcast before when you're talking about this hating the hearing of chewing, mm-hmm. and you'd like put, watch your headphones when we used to dorm together because mm-hmm. you, you knew it was like you kind of irrational. Say it was like irrational. Mm-hmm. Like you, you knew that uh, I wasn't doing anything wrong necessarily. I wasn't, you weren't like, being malicious. I wasn't being malicious, and it was just standard chewing. Mm-hmm. But it was driving you crazy. So it was fucking nasty, dude. So you you found the juiciest fucking apples you could find, and you mashed that shit. The apples were great. I'm sure they were. They sounded fucking Juice. nasty. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But, but, but <clears throat> that's one of those ticks where it's it's like I suppose if someone is really bothering you, really bringing you down, you might like you bring it up. But it's it's something you take kind of say ownership of, and you kind of change your environment by putting headphones on, leaving the room. Uh, if someone's chewing with their mouth open, that's a little different because that's just disgusting i mean you can see that that that's that, that's definitely a netiquette thing you shouldn't have to say that mm. for sure um there's a there's a lot of etiquette around napkins um you're supposed to when you're dining put a napkin on your lap um you're supposed to in a casual setting just when you sit down you immediately just put the napkin on your lap if you're at a dinner party you're supposed to wait for the hostess to put hers on her lap first and then you follow suit, or the host, if, if it's a, a man hosting a dinner party. See, that sounds like kind of like class kind of shit right there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, like, like it's things that like the uh, middle class or something the upper class kind of uses to tell who's middle class. It's, it's like, oh, they didn't put the napkin on their, their uh, pants there. They, they, they are definitely not making as much as I do. Um, I don't know. I think that's more of a like a... A, a polite thing like if you get your food first at a restaurant the polite thing to do is not immediately dig in you wait for everybody to get your food their food then you start eating mm. but if you finish your food before somebody else gets theirs that's very rude so most time i think it follows that same suit that the hostess is the one who's controlling the party it's their home you let them take the lead and you follow suit okay I, I'll, I'll agree i'll agree that, that's a good one but i'll add a little caveat there so let's say that uh, let's say that we're all at Applebee's here, and uh, I gotta take like a really big shit, and I know it's gonna be about five six minutes, and the food's not out, but it's probably gonna be out. So if I leave and the food arrives like as soon as I leave, and you guys have to wait say six ten minutes for you to eat the food, mm-hmm. that's rude of me, knowing that I had something that was gonna take like you know six or ten minutes to get finished and figured mm-hmm. out. So, so the polite thing for you would be to let us know. Yeah, say, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be in the bathroom. Uh, you know, if the food comes, feel free to start without me. I might be a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it would be equally polite for us to at least give two, two and a half, three minutes for you to come back. And if you don't come back, then starting eating. Usually picking up fries is a good starter. Mm. Um, but usually you don't bite into your hamburger like right off the bat when there's somebody not at the table. Um, you know, sipping your drink, things like that. But I, I agree with you. If they don't come back or if they prompt you to, you know, you can go ahead and start without me. Um, it's, it's totally fine to do so. It seems like a lot of the manners that we have are around food for some reason. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're talking about table manners right now, so I'd imagine. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just in general, the manners that like a lot of the manners that are we we have just revolve around food in general, like uh, or things to do with food, like burping, farting. Uh, what's the other thing we do? Hiccuping. Is that like a manner thing though? Hiccuping. It's kind of involuntary. Uh, and so is burping a lot of times. Okay, yeah. And and farting to some degree. I mean, to some degree. There's some voluntary control sometimes, but. Uh, People, I've heard people say excuse me when they uh, hiccup at sneezing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that I didn't grow up with, so let me be clear here. Uh, I will always say excuse me after I burp, even if I'm by myself. Unless Except, it's in an opening to a podcast. Unless it's an opening <laughs> to a podcast, and it's the perfect opening. But one thing I didn't grow up with was the whole, uh, you know, saying bless you or gesunte or things like that for sneezing. And it really confused me because I was around a couple of people and I sneezed and or actually they sneezed and I didn't say bless you or kazunte or anything to them and they got so pissed at me like why didn't you say it why what do you want me to die leprechaun's gonna steal your soul like I don't even know but they got super pissed no say it say it say it and they like hounded me and uh there's my friend who was also in that that uh workplace she's actually been on the show Shannon she got hounded about that as well before mm-hmm. so it's it's this weird kind of thing I don't know if it's worth hounding somebody over. Uh, I usually just ignore it, but it, it is the polite thing for somebody to say it. Everybody doesn't have to say it. And usually if someone sneezes, you wait until the series of sneezes has ended. So some people sneeze like seven, eight, nine times. Usually after two or three, most people stop sneezing. You say it then. And then if they sneeze again, I usually don't respond to that. I just let that count as part of the series. But I, I don't know why, though, because it's, it's like, why do you, someone else, like with burping, you say excuse me because you did it. Mm-hmm. With uh, sneezing, I mean, it's just kind of a sneeze. I mean, it's not like, I, I don't know. Like, number one, why isn't it coming upon you to say something if I sneeze? Because mm-hmm. you can't bless yourself. I, I guess that's, that's not how blessings work. I guess that's the cacical aspect. But the, They used to say that because they thought the demons were causing you to sneeze. So they would say bless you to, to bless the demon out of you to make you stop sneezing. But that's, that's like, so old and dumb. Yeah, doing. but so all memes are old and dumb. Yeah. That's the whole point of making it a meme. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of It's just a carry-on of an old tradition that now is considered polite. It's, I mean, politeness, like, doesn't have anything to do with the basis in reality for the most part. I mean, some of the things, like, not taking up too much space, like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, but like bless you and excuse me those don't make much sense as far as like a practical standpoint a pragmatic standpoint mm-hmm. um but they still are considered polite and you still somebody who's polite you think differently of somebody who's not polite than somebody who is polite like just those small things tweak somebody in your eyes to 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 whether they're polite or not yeah yeah i know certain things will change people's minds on you mm-hmm like, uh, one thing I'm thinking of is, like, bathroom etiquette mm-hmm. and how your bathroom is kind of laid out or set up. Uh, but Brian, in terms of bathroom etiquette, is there anything, like, you have in mind, like, that's kind of, like, a pet peeve or, say... Don't shit in the sink. Uh, Don't shit in the an, sink. An etiquette area? Uh, well, I mean, like, if you piss on the seat, obviously clean that up. But, or, I guess, other than that... Uh, is the seat the same as the rim? Yes. If you piss anywhere but in the water, uh, well, no, inside not the, the rim. bowl. Yeah. Like, well, the rim, I mean, still clean that up because it's like mm. your bodily fluids all everywhere. Do you clean it up if it's already disgusting and somebody else didn't clean it up before you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Or um, maybe I'm lying. No, <laughs> what know. about in a public place? In a public place? I'll, yeah, I'll wipe the seat if oh, it's no, like... Oh, no, no. Like, I don't... I oh, touching the handle, too. That's not like a pet peeve, if, but if it's it, like, like, I don't If it, like, splashes do out and, like, it's on the seat and there's no other piss on the seat, I'll wipe that. Yeah. But if it splashes out and there's, it's already fucking disgusting, <laughs> I am leaving that shit. Like, that's mm. someone else's deal. Mm. Ugh. Having to poop in public with stuff like that, obviously, lay down those mm-hmm. toilet papers. Mm-hmm. So gross. I actually have a small struggle with uh, my accuracy now. Because, mm-hmm. uh, as Steve knows, I had surgery on my dick. Dick surgery. <gasps> yeah. Surgery. Yeah. So. That's why he's so, spe- he's so fond of man spreading. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. All makes sense. Uh, but it's, essentially, they cut my urethra open because uh, there is a kidney stone which kind of closed it up a bit. Uh, and urethra is the tip of your penis, essentially. You know, the, your pee hole. Well, technically, it's not the hole. Technically, it's the actual tube. Tube, yeah. But so they had to like open the it hole up. is uh, called the uh, the pee hole, <laughs> the technical term. But uh, a lot of times I can pee just fine, but it it's still not like it, it's not like a natural pee hole. I mean, so a lot of times it kind of does this like spray action, and I never know what's going to do the spray action. Like I'm not sure why, but it'll just be like spraying all over the place. So it's like sometimes when I stand up, it's like. I think it's going to be fine, but nope, nope. It's just, like, all over the place, and it's like, ah, should have sat down. Mm. I, that's something I worry about a lot of the time is the squirting. That's why, <laughs> that just sounds terrible, but that's why I, a lot of the time, will sit down to pee. I worry I'm a lot s- about squirting. <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's a hassle. It's a hazard. It's one time I squirted so bad. <laughs> okay. Squirted across the room. So. Nice to meet you. It's me. Yep, in the horns, baby. Come on, say my name. Dare ya. Double, no, triple dog dare ya. I'm a good judge of character, usually. But gotta admit, wouldn't have pegged you for a pussy. Your kind scares too easily. Guess you don't want these front row seats, talking real VIP shit, to the end of the world, huh? Gonna be the greatest show in the universe. Buckeye, Texas. Ground zero for the biggest, baddest, most epic takedown in human history. You thought the flood was bad? Please. That's rookie shit. You ain't seen nothing. Weapon of choice? Geminus. Cross a were-panther with a gargoyle and throw in some Lovecraftian spice for good measure. Pure, cosmic, flying badassness. One pissed-off pussy and his vixen mate. And who are they pissed off at and ready to enslave and slaughter? Huh, you good old folks, that's who. Not to mention the 12 Zodiac tribes. But you ain't interested, are ya? Cause you're a pussy, huh? You and the Geminis have something in common. If you ever grow a set, check out the audio drama Paladin Cycle on fictionforadults.com. So I am on etiquettescholar.com right now, and I'm looking at some of these etiquettes that I wasn't aware of that I want to know if you guys are. Etiquette with salt and pepper. You're always supposed to pass the salt and pepper together. Um, Isn't there a thing when you pass the salt or whatever to the left, or is it to the right? You're usually like supposed to pass things to the right, uh, unless you're passing to a specific person, then you pass the shortest route to that person. But for salt and pepper, you're supposed to pass them together always so if someone asks for the salt you pass them both i i don't want the pepper though i want the salt what, what i do is i ask if they want 
well, you know, the other thing. I mean, just mostly because it's convenient for me and it makes sense. But I don't know if that's like an etiquette. I, th I think it's etiquette to ask if they want the other one because they probably do. But it's not re re like demanded. It's not, I don't think it's like required. I think it's just kind of like a nice thing to do. I'm just reading from etiquettescholar.com. If there's anything more scholarly than etiquette scholar, I don't know what it is. We are more scholarly. They have an ad at the top, earn your degree for less. Um, Southern Maine uh, Community College. <laughs> I'll uh, hide that ad. Sponsored by. <laughs> so resting utensils. When you're taking a break from eating, you're supposed to cross your fork and knife on your plate. When you're done eating, you put them parallel to each other. So that will signal to the uh, waiter, waitress, whatever, that you are done eating. And they can take your plate. That seems like a regional thing. Because it's like, at least in New England, what we do is we uh, we put like our like our glasses or our plates kind of more towards the end. Uh, sometimes if the waitress is good or the server, uh, they'll tell us like, uh, to give us like an, an idea of what to do just put this thing up at the, at the end this little uh, pamphlet here and i'll be right over if you if you do that so i don't think it's an etiquette thing i think it's, i think kind of is but it's more of a regional thing because i've never heard about that up here so continental style you place your knife and fork on your plate near the center slightly angled in an inverted v and with the tips of the fork and knife pointing towards each other when you're taking a break from eat or finished eating that's stupid. When you're pausing um, to take a sip of your beverage or to speak to someone. The American style is to rest your knife on the top right of your plate diagonally with the fork nearby tines up. And when the course is finished, you place the knife and fork parallel with the handles in the four o'clock position on the right rim of the plate. It's so specific. This is stuff you would have to look up to even know. This is not something that just like Or be taught knows. by your parents who actually know what they're doing. Well, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, this seems like a really kind of specific application here. It's contrived. Do you want to learn about bread passing etiquette? Nah. Break that bread. I mean... Do not touch the loaf with your fingers. What do you touch it with? Use the cloth in the bread basket <gasps> as a buffer to steady the bread as you slice it. Steady the bread as you slice it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's it was a, a great bar. Body. What a sick bar. <laughs> yeah. Great. I mean, there's manners with everything, though. So we talked about table manners, a little bit about bathroom etiquette. Uh, I think one etiquette thing, we talked about this on another podcast, but putting the seat down, leaving it up, I, I think it doesn't matter. I mean, I think do what the fuck you want. Uh, it, you well, know. if there's other people in the house that that affects, then it's like you have to be mindful of that. Well, how does it affect them, though? Because they have to put it down. I had to put it up. I don't know. Or I had to keep it up. I didn't want to put it down. You know, they can put it down. Thank oh no, they're going to fall in? Well, you know, you should have been paying attention. <laughs> I, I got a question. Um, 21st century question. Your phone. When you're having a conversation with somebody, do you ever take out your phone? I, I would say if you're having like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, you don't take out your fucking phone. I say that's wicked rude. It's extremely rude. It's something that I have definitely done before, like impulsively, and then realized what I was doing, and then put that shit away but it's like taking it out to look impulse. at the time yeah. i would say is a different thing i've done if, that if and you almost have to address it after and be like yeah okay it's like 12 o'clock 
or something or like have a reason for looking for needing to look at it but to just pull out your phone and then like start reading texts and texting back like that is so rude (laughs) while you're talking to somebody that's almost what it's like like you're boring me Mm -hmm. i have more important people in my pocket there's no other way that that can be looked at as that being the cause i think it's how you frame it a little bit uh i'm not someone who really does that very much i try to stay off my phone in general uh if if you kind of like you know you make it clear you're paying attention to that person and you're just checking something real quick and i I think it's acceptable and also if you were that person for a long time i I think it's acceptable because it's like sometimes you hang out with someone for like two or three hours you you have a conversation with somebody for two to three hours no no (laughs) hanging out with that person okay that's a completely different fish i'm i'm gonna make the argument i'm gonna say that I agree with you because I think if you're having a conversation with somebody, looking at your phone is rude. Yeah, if, if it's a legit conversation, but let's say that you go to lunch with somebody mm-hmm. and you order food and stuff and you're having a few conversations back and forth and then there's a little lull and then you just pull out your phone to check to see if they have... You find a polite time to yeah. check your phone. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Someone goes to the bathroom. Great time. Pull out your phone. Save that shit for when someone's going to shit. Yeah. Right. Or if there's just, just a natural kind of time where just... But I, I don't think it's always rude. Uh, I have a habit. It's a kind of a bad habit, but I have a hard time staying still a lot of times. So I get super fidgety. At, yeah. Maybe similar to Brian here. Mm, it's an anxiety thing. So I, I will just feel the way on my phone, kind of look at it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm not, I know I don't have any messages or have anything to look at. I'm not looking for messages even. I'm just like turning it on, just looking at it and putting it back. Mm. Or I'm just kind of like flipping it around in my hand and doing backflips and i don't know yeah you're doing backflips with your phone <laughs> yeah my, my <laughs> phone, my phone's how many phones today. you gone through uh i've actually been pretty good about not dropping it uh doing backflips but yeah yeah uh, are you trying to impress the ladies no it, it's just like a. it's just like i need to do something <laughs> hey, look at how dexterity is i am it's crazy uh, i'm making the- like arm motions by the way like, you're making a lot of arm motions yeah. <laughs> and Brian's animating <laughs> the- Brian's your sound effects department <laughs> one, one thing that's a bathroom etiquette thing that I wasn't aware of is, I mean this is a difference here maybe it's like a like a income level difference but when I was growing up I was always told if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. I mean, we didn't exactly have that, like, you know, stone. Mm. Like, like, there wasn't, like, a, that actual phrase. But, you know, if I flush the toilet and too much, my dad would come and say, Nathan, stop flushing the toilet so much. Like, only do as you really need to. Like, water bill issue? Like, yeah, water bill. Well, also, it, we, we had to maintain our own septic system. And uh, we had some piping issues in our house in general. But we also had to pay for it, too. So, it's like at my house, that was, that was kind of the rule. But uh, when I got my first apartment, like, my roommate was very disgusted by that. Like, he's always of the mind to flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what. Like, if, even if you go, like, just, let's say you go in there, just put a few drops, flush it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like a whole other kind of world type thing. Like, well, like, I have not, I'm not paying for water at this current location here, but I will always flush it if I have to. Or if there's guest over like you mm-hmm. like because you don't want to see like a Fa- family is a different story and it depends like how long it's going to be sitting like right before bed it would make sense to flush it because you can like stain your toilet and stuff and then it yeah, makes it I way agree. harder to clean so i think being mindful of it is smart 
but wasting water is is not not a good way to to handle any situation there there's like this thing called like a wave pool at the a yeah splashdown sure fun town splashdown uh, it's like a wave pool no, sponsor fun town splashdown usa we all know it we got to get the paid promo though we got that paid promo right in my pocket oh, <laughs> we got free passes to the wave pool but if no one's ever been to like a wave pool, it's it's just kind of like it sounds. This generates waves, and you can kind of like go up and down on them, kind of like waves at the ocean, except better, bigger. But uh, debatable. It, it, it's kind of fun because you know you jump up with the wave, and it's like woo woo woo. But there's always these like it used to be fine, but then all these fucking assholes start coming, and they all have like these giant intertubes they buy, like they buy them from like or they rent them from the place. And so it's just nothing but people with intertubes, and they don't care where the fuck they are or who's be- between them. And what happens is you, your head gets smashed between like five of them, and you start kind of drowning a little bit, and no one cares. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like these intertube people are like the, I don't know, like, I think the rudest people out there because they do not give a fuck. They're just like, wow. yeah. It's not even that fun either I mean, to be on the intertube. Just going, oh, yeah. Nazis, the KKK, intertube people. <laughs> oh, yeah. The big three. In that order. Uh-huh. Rudest people. Yeah, soccer moms <laughs> with oh. their fucking soccer mom haircut. Yep, and uh, their right. I want the manager finger. Give me the manager. And then let's say the IRS is uh you know, number five, five or six. Okay, and the international DMV revenue employees. service. Yeah, but for China, not for the U.S. I think the American people are a bit better. They're all really bad, and they're fucking government-sanctioned bureaucratic thieves. <laughs> Fuck the government. <laughs> That's the message here. <laughs> table manners fuck the government uh politics that's also one so bringing up politics at the dinner table mm-hmm. that that that's a bad uh bad thing to do mm-hmm. people feel very strongly about politics and bring up politics at work as well i mean that's generally kind of bad mm-hmm. people do it a lot and oh I, yeah I, I think it's all right but, to an extent. But when you start spouting your political views at work, it's like, okay, calm I, down. I usually keep my mouth shut during those times yeah. and just vehemently disagree with mm-hmm. everybody. That's how it be. Unless they say uh, taxation is theft. and then <laughs> My problem with political conversations at work is I wouldn't mind having them. I'm, I'm okay with people who disagree. Like, me and Steve disagree on some political things. and Pretty much everything. We have, like, pretty uh, cool conversations about that. Yeah. It's important. But, like, we kind of, like, you know, if, if Steve has a point, you know, I'll make Steve make the point. I'll clarify his point. If I have a point, I'll make my point. Steve will ask questions and clarify. But if, let's say I'm at work and someone makes some political point, and then, so I'm always kind of, like, a bit gray with everything. Like, I don't really, like, it's kind of like, eh, you know, it's, it's complex. So yeah, I, it's Nathan wishy-washy Pepin. Yeah, I'm very wishy-washy and try to have, like, factor out everything that I can. But, uh... So, when I try to have a conversation with someone, it just ends up with that person just telling me how it is, mm-hmm. or just just ignoring any subtlety, and you can't actually like have any subtle discussion. It's just like, well, blah 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 blah, da da da, and then this 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 this, and like da 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 da, and it's like, well, what about no no blah 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 blah, and it's like, okay, there's no subtlety to this question. It's just like a matter like a matter of fact for you. Like you don't just like no discussion here. Mm-hmm. It's it's just you want to tell me your political beliefs. It's it's, it's not that fun. I mean, it's fun if I can like kind of like prod you a bit, but it's just I don't know. It's, it's not even creative. That's my problem. Uh, good tip for those situations: buy a cattle prod. That makes prodding people very very easy. But especially if you disagree with them, <laughs> then you just give them a little zap. 
Oh, a taser works well too. Oh, what kind of taser? Uh, the kind that has the little pins and if they stick into the person's spine and then shock them and paralyze them for like 30 to 40 years. <laughs> Stun gun works too though because you can get distance with that. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Shoot that's him in the true. face. Should you combine it with mace? No, 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 no. Mace gets everywhere and then it's hanging in the air and you're you're coughing, your eyes are... I mean, unless you bring a gas mask, then you're good. So, bring a gas mask, taser someone in the spine to paralyze them, but also put base on them. That makes So they don't know who did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Blind them. Tear gas the place and first. And then make your political point. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. One kind of, like, little table manner type thing I think is important is, let's say that you have dinner with somebody, and... Okay, let's, let's give an example here. So let's say uh, I invite Steve over to my parents' place. No, I'm busy. Fuck. Go on. Uh, or, Which parent? I don't know. What's what's my what's my mom's place? Okay. okay no. no, this is a bad example. <laughs> what, 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 let's say I invite Brian over to my parents' place. Oh, Brian, Brian doesn't up. know my parents. <laughs> nope. Okay. And Which parent? Uh, let's say my mom <laughs> and my stepdad. Okay. Yeah. And you know Brian's never met them. And we have dinner together. It's important for me to kind of like... Brian's awkward in that conversation because he doesn't know either one of them. He knows me, but he can't just have a conversation with mm-hmm. me because, you know, he doesn't yep. know how they are. So it's important for me as a, you know, so a guest bringer to kind of introduce Brian and kind of get Brian involved in that conversation. You're the mutual. Yeah. So it's your job to find common ground and present common ground and let discussion unfold from there. Yeah. Like facilitate the conversation. Yep. And that's something that people don't do a lot, which kind of annoys me. Like, you get invited to something, and like, oh, yeah, I'll just bring a couple of friends. And, you know, you go there, and that person does not introduce you. Or maybe they introduce you, but it's just not like... It's just kind of like they're there hanging out with their friends and kind of you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, so, John, was that your name? Uh, what do you do? You're like, oh, I'm on disability. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. It's too easy to offend people. So I agree oh with you. God. If you're if you're the mutual, you need to take the reins and start the conversation, hopefully by finding common ground between two people. And like, if I know both of you um, like baseball, then maybe I bring it up and be like, hey, hey, Brian, did you know Nate's actually a big baseball fan? He loves the Red Sox. Sports. And then that gives you a chance to be like, sports. <laughs> sports. Balls. And then having to be like, balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you can both whip out your hats. Ball, ha- ball caps. Ball right. caps. And if you really see that we're having a ball, you can, like, you know, let us like have our conversation. Like and subscribe on yeah. iTunes. Uh, or, or we can go to uh, twitter.com slash WNTT1 and, you know, send us a message. Follow us. All about baseball at Boston Red Sox. Is that there? That's probably their Twitter. Let's just go with it. At MLB Red Sox. Or facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Fuck Facebook. Okay, fuck Facebook. True. Or Patreon. We got a thing there, but you're not going to donate, Give so fuck money. you. Give them money. Podcast oh, NH. You. Podcast NH recently got a new person on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or, a, a new podcast on. Absolutely. I highly suggest checking him out. It's, uh, it's New Hampshire based, and he goes around and talks to different businesses, entrepreneurs, and learns about their business. And it's really a great chance to learn um, about different businesses. I was listening to one recently. It's a chiropractor in Nashua, and they do they don't do a lot of the like. If you've ever been to a chiropractor, there's like a lot of like really fast jerky motions of like snapping and cracking by 
by twisting people and pushing on them and they have a much gentler style so somebody who maybe is put off or nervous about the snappy type of of chiropractic chiropracticification highly suggest them um but they're not the reason i'm talking the reason i'm talking is because um new hampshire uh, business podcast so check them out on podcastnh.com plus tons of others shit happens when you party naked we had them on and we are also on their show and they're CNG, hilarious cng wrestling podcast those guys are hilarious damn you diary oc d off-color discussions and so many more i'm not going to go into all of them because there's literally almost a dozen <laughs> <laughs> almost there's 11 <laughs> So with that said, I think it's good etiquette to end the show in a similar way than you began by, you know, raising, this is the dessert course. This is when somebody who's not the host will typically present a a toast of some sort um, and say, you know, something, something nice that, that toasts to everybody else. Okay. Let us all put our forks and knives parallel on the, on on the the table. table. Okay. Okay. They are set. Okay. Clink. Um, dear Lord, help us. That's a Wait. blessing. Uh, that oh, is not a toast. Okay. Um, <laughs> that comes before you. Hallowed be thy name. I, I I wish to thank. Hold on, hold on. He's clinking the crystal. I'd like to say I'd like to toast and hold you. I would like to toast to greatness, to glory, for things which have been done and never been done in the same sentence, but at the same time, to such that the extent we are able to continue on forth into the night. Journey darkness sweeping through like suns ablazing. Are you doing Metallica lyrics? <laughs> we need to talk. Yo, yo. Do you usually subscribe to entire podcasts, or do you look for specific topics? Well, I try using the search function on my podcast player on my phone. It doesn't work too well. I try using Google. Google, it's not really set up for it, so I honestly have trouble. Why don't you just use Listen Notes? Listen Notes? What's that? It's a search engine for podcasts that doesn't just search for the terms you're looking for in the title of the episode or the title of the podcast, but from inside the episode itself, meaning if you're looking for a specific topic, you can find specific podcast episodes that are about that topic. You know, that sounds a lot easier than spending the hours and hours I have just trying to find the exact right keywords to actually get it to bring up the episode. I mean, usually I just get like a million uh, how to start your own podcast articles if it's really annoying. So that sounds a lot better. Exactly. When you're looking for something to listen to, just go to listennotes.com, type in a topic you're interested in, and you'll get instant gratification, useful results. That's listennotes.com. Check it out now.